welcome aboard. This is your Captain Johnny. And first mate Jess. Thank you for joining us on our chaotic journey through fan fiction. This podcast will contain adult situations and themes. I would strongly suggest using caution when listening in public. But what do I know? We do not own these stories or characters. They're just along for the ride upon the ships of chaos. Hello, Jess. Hey, Johnny. How was your week? Oh, you know, it was good. I've been very busy with work. How has your first few weeks of work been? Oh, um, well, I have missed our listeners the last two weeks. That's for sure. I started working, so the break was really good while I got adjusted to my new job. I'm working the electronic section at Walmart, which I've said before. Um, I love all my new coworkers. There's a, one of my coworkers' name is Rainbow. She is awesome. That's a cool name. Uh, this week, uh, just yesterday, actually, Elliot Page came out as trans, which was really awesome. I'm clapping. I'm clapping. Supporting <laughs> Elliot Page. Yay, he's awesome. Netflix vowed to change all his credits to Elliot Page, which that's awesome. I just think that's so cool of Netflix. Like, they don't have to. And they're taking a stance and they're doing it, which is so cool. And you know, it only takes them like seconds to do it on some sort of database, but still the coolest thing ever. And if you haven't figured out, this is, this is a very pro-LGBT person right here. It's, it's been a great, great two weeks. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have anything exciting. I've just been working my fingers off and we have completely decorated for Christmas. Oh, so like something else, the Princess Switch again on Netflix, the sequel to Princess Switch, really great so far. I've only watched like half of it because my sister's needs to pay her Netflix account, apparently. (laughs) She kicked you out. (laughs) Uh, But one of the great things about this movie is there was a ball scene. And they're scanning through the couples, and you see all the couples looking adoringly into each other's eyes. And one of the couples they scanned across was a same-sex couple, male on male. And I was just heart-fluttering. I was like, oh, they they included the same-sex couple. Yay, Netflix. They are coming along. Like, they just are amazing. I don't want to say they've come a long way. I think they've always been supportive. They've always been very push the envelope. Yep. Yeah. So this is not a plug for Netflix. Oh, no, not at all. They'll, they'll <laughs> never sponsor us. But <laughs> but still, they're, they're awesome. They're very progressive. Yeah. So. Yeah. Have, a, have you and your mom made any leeway on your Teen Wolf? We are up to season 5B. Uh, we have to stop watching for a little while f- until I can actually pay my Amazon Prime account. Mm. Good old Amazon wants your money. Yeah, they tend to not let you watch it anymore if you don't pay the bill. No. So what can you remember of last episode's chapter? Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you, not much because it's been a long time for us. <laughs> it's been like two weeks. We, we took a blackout like a blackout two weeks 
Yeah. Um, you know, all I remember, are they still in the house? They're in the house. We had that long talk about Wells. Oh, yeah. Okay, hold on. I remember more than I think. I think I'm surprising myself. So um, Derek and Styles find a house. They hang out for the night. Um, they decide to share a bed. But um, Styles gives Derek a chance to wolf out. I think that was a big thing we loved from last episode. If he needs to wolf out, just go, man. It's cool. Um, but the big part of the chapter was somebody broke into the house at the end. There yes. were people in the house or something in the house, something, they heard something. Well, they, they determined quickly that it was not the bone men, that it was, it was people. A person, it was a people. It was people. So the la I think the last line of the last chapter was the hunters have found us. Yeah. Yes. So they followed they they think they followed them to the house. So yeah, because they took and I think they took precaution to like hide the car when they got there. So they would have been followed from the get go. Yeah, they they were arguing about Cora again. Yeah, and Styles was like, "Dude, I told you everything I said to Gerard last night." was complete bullshit. And Derek was like, I know it was bullshit. Don't give me that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they definitely um, disagreed on a few things. That's and that. so then they found the house, mm -hmm. and Style says he would put the car into the garage, and that's when he told him that he could wolf out and run if he needs to. Don't worry about it. And then we got all pervy and like, oh, he's naked. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think we were ever pervs. <laughs> we're like, he has to get naked to get, to get into his wolf form. But Styles was just <laughs> I mean, as well, pervy. Well, he does. <laughs> yeah, Styles was just as pervy. He 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 was the first to mention it. <laughs> yeah. And so they get into the house and. We had that long conversation about wells because they were surprised there was so much water in the well. Mm -hmm. And then they decide to go to bed and they share a bed. But Derek is in wolf form. Where Derek is in wolf form and like Styles falls asleep carting his fingers through his fur. So sweet. It, it's kind of sweet. <laughs> and that and then it skips to them waking up and the hunters there's, being there. Hunters there, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, we've summarized. Let's do this. Are we? We're in a new chapter, right? Yes, chapter, chapter eleven. Wait, no, chapter <laughs> five. This is episode eleven. Yeah. Chapter five, part one. Pandemonium. 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 How much fun is that? <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> okay. okay gonna pr prepare myself here because it's been about a week and a half to two weeks since we recorded uh don't spoil but are we gonna get your louisianan accent maybe i don't remember oh <laughs> okay i have not prepared to read this chat this chapter uh i should have been preparing but i was looking at pictures of ezra miller from playboy 
those pictures. Those are good artistic are pictures. Good pictures. So. Yeah. <laughs> Styles' eyes flew to the door, wild and frantic with rising panic. When they shot back to Derek's face again, those warm, oddly soft fingertips, those, those warm, oddly soft fingertips splayed over his lips imploringly. A silent reminder. <clears throat> this is why you should prepare people. <laughs> A silent reminder how pivotal his silence was. Styles strained to hear something, anything, but could only hear the blood thudding in his ears. Distantly, at the back of his mind, beyond his struggle to develop a plan of defense, he registered that Derek was utterly naked as he loomed over him. He didn't have time to process that fact. Stay, Derek mouthed, jerking his finger in a downward downward motion to indicate the bed. Styles scowled and sat up as Derek drew back. He watched as Derek seemed to melt into a crouch. He slid his legs to the side of the bed in an abortive attempt to follow. Derek's chin jerked up and his eyes flared red in warning. Then his limbs twisted, morphing into the black creature that should have been terrifying would have likely been to anyone else. The noise of shifting cartilage and bone too loud in the silence. Then Derek was gone, paused silent on the dusty floorboards. Swearing internally, Stiles stared at the ground for a moment, putting all his weight on his arms as he cautiously levered himself onto his toes. He paused, standing still for a fleeting beat before easing his footsteps toward the door on his toes, slow and steady, silent. The house was quiet, deathly quiet, and filled with an eerie blood-red glow from the setting sun outside. He swallowed, focusing hard on keeping his breathing even and quiet even as his heartbeat pounded frantically in his chest. Slowly, gently, his toes carried him over the threshold into the unused floorboards of the hall beyond the bedroom. There was a window behind him, casting his own shadow long and ominous along the landing, and his stomach, dang it, his stomach jerked at the sight of it, even though he knew it was his own. He hopped carefully on his toes closer to the wall, keeping his back flat there and making his shadow a little less obvious. There was only one bedroom and bathroom up there, and the bathroom door was ajar. He couldn't remember if they had left it ajar before coming to bed. Derek had been in there last, hadn't he? Even though he didn't think Derek could have missed anyone hiding there, he had to be sure. Slowly, slowly, he edged toward the door, listening through the crack. He held his breath. <laughs> There's a cat here. There's a cat here trying to drink my soda. <laughs> he held his breath, feeling a swell in the same 
inherent wrongness in his bone that had filled him the second he'd awoken. A buzzing, hair-prickling tickle that set his teeth on edge. Like his luck, he tried not to rely on it, merely dubbed it a gut feeling. The initial burst of it he'd experienced when he'd first met Derek had faded into a subtle little hum along long ago. Settling into a buzz of excitement rather than this rush of dread he felt now. It wasn't reliable. He knew that. But he had no longer option. Oh, no. But he had no other option than to trust it now as he carefully edged the door open. He swung open noiselessly, thank God, and Styles jerked, slamming a hand to his mouth at the sight of his own reflection in the mirror. Stifling the initial cry of surprise that wanted to leap out of his throat. <laughs> he saw himself in the mirror. <laughs> oh, I know that feeling though, like expecting to be alone and like, ah, <laughs> that's what I really look like. <laughs> Heart still pounding, he jerked his head to the side, seeing that the bath shower was empty with no other space to hide in the little room. His gaze traveled back round just in time to catch the dark reflection in the mirror. He didn't have time to scream. All he saw were wild eyes and a silver bat swinging for his head. He ducked just at the last, last second, hearing the metal swooping past his ear, cutting the air. The man was huge and dark, but Styles was faster. He ducked under the sweeping blow and dragged the man to the floor. There was a thud. A scuffle, but at the same time, there was the sound of glass breaking below. Whether it was a purpose, purpose, here's a word I have trouble with, purposeful act on Derek's behalf to cover any sound he was making, the noise of an intruder or another not-so-silent battle below, he didn't have time to think. He tried to grab the bat. He locked both hands on it, but the man below him, now pinned beneath his weight, was far stronger. Wait, I have a question. Is Derek fighting with the guy with the bat or is it Styles fighting? Styles is fighting the guy with the bat. Derek is downstairs in his own fight. We don't know what Derek is doing. We just know that we heard a uh, window break. Oh, we okay. heard glass shatter. Got it, okay. So it could be anything. Okay, but it, it's Styles and the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> we always make like terrible word puns. <laughs> I, I practice them for this yeah. reason. <laughs> I sent you a very terrible word pun, pun this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he pressed all his weight on the bat, getting it lodged under the man's chin. Both of them silent, both of them wary of the other's companions. Styles grunted from behind his teeth as he bore down, but it wasn't enough. He felt desperation surge, and he pushed all his weight on one hand at the center of the bat, raising his right hand and bringing it down hard against the man's face. Pain bloomed in his knuckles, but he didn't stop. Didn't dare. Didn't know what else to do but hit him again and again and again until at last he felt the resistance behind the bat 
fall. He tugged it free of his adversary's limp grip and stood back. Just one hop of a step that was pretty much silent in the once again defeat, deafening quiet. His breathing felt too loud, his heart too rapid in the quiet house. His eyes darted down the hall, but the stairway was empty. Where was Derek? What had that noise been? How many of them were there? He glanced at the unconscious man, thought of his crossbow in the Camaro outside, and his stupidity at leaving it there. Dang it, Styles. It's not the first time he's left his crossbow in the Camaro. Like, just take it with you. You know he's got a crossbow in um, Love and Monsters? Yeah. He spends, like, a, a good portion of the movie learning how to use it. Oh, that's so cool with his red jacket. <laughs> Have you watched Love and Monsters yet? No. You need to watch it. I need to watch Bill and Ted face the music, too, so. Mm -hmm. I, I got a list. Yeah. He glanced down at the unconscious man, thought of his crossbow and the Camaro outside and his stupidity at leaving it, leaving it there, letting himself get comfortable and rely on Derek's ability in spite of his, insistent, his insistence that they were equal. He hadn't even realized he'd done it. It had been a subconscious act of trust in Derek. Stupid, too, though not because Derek wasn't worthy of that trust, but because even Derek's abilities weren't infallible, especially given what they were facing. Where were his survival instincts now? It was like the spark of intuition in him. Whatever had helped him survive this long had fallen into repose in the safety of Derek's presence. Is that how you pronounce that word? Repose? Mm-hmm. Repose. Okay. Yeah. He stood momentarily lost for what to do in the center of silent panic because of that mistake. He couldn't kill this man silently with a bat. And even if he could, his stomach churned. If he'd have hit him in the cusp of the struggle for his life, it would have felt different to killing him now. There was a difference between defending his life and a and beating an unconscious an un oh that's not even hard this to say <laughs> and beating an unconscious man to death even now at the end of the world. Okay, wait, just real quick. He doesn't recognize this guy, right? No. Okay. It doesn't seem like he does. He just knows that the guy was attacking him. <laughs> With a metal bat, which is ir ironic with how often Styles uses a metal bat. <laughs> a metal bat. <laughs> Hyper Little Nori is just tying everything together, all the connections. I love, <laughs> I love it, like the beginning of, I think it's, was it the beginning of season five? when they went to Mexico or season four. But like Lydia's like, you really got to get a better weapon than a bat. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Lydia. You know how handy a bat comes? Yeah. It is. Okay, back to our broadcast. <laughs> Creeping to the top of the stairs, he felt the floorboard give. Just enough to warn him of the oncoming creak, and he froze. The sound 
echoing low but worryingly throughout the house. Styles stifled a gasp with his hand over his mouth, crunching down low to the ground against the banister. He waited. After a beat, Styles swore he caught the sound of movement, movement below. The barest whisper of fabric, perhaps, as someone moved. He waited, wondering if his mind was playing tricks on him. Then he deftly he heard the lowest stair creak. He held his breath. He could make for the bedroom, but if the person below had a gun, he, a rumbled growl sounded from below, further afield than the bottom of the stairs. The ground floor was more spacious than the upper, generous and sprawling. He couldn't be sure, but he thought it was in the living area just to the right of the stairs. How had the intruder gotten in so quietly? The steps on the lowest step moved away. He chanced a glass. You hear my background. I, I, it's okay. I, I just heard the dog bark and I, my attention went from the text to the dog. But it's okay. The steps on the lowest step moved away and he chanced a glance over his shoulder to the floor below watching as a man with the modified shovel from Gerard's camp kept to the wall as he headed toward the kitchen. Derek had made those noises on purpose, drawing them away from Styles at the sound of his misstep that had nearly given him away. How many of them were in the house? Where were they? If Derek was taking the stealth approach, it could only be because the odds were not in their favor. May the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've been practicing female voices. <laughs> he waited. A minute passed. A long, eternal moment. And then he moved, not able to bear it. He kept his weight on the edge of the steps, avoiding the creaking center of each. And then he reached the bottom of the stairs. He saw that the door leading to the basement was ajar. There were long windows in the basement, narrow, but still accessible. They had secured them, but with the door shut, they would have been easily compromised without Stiles' hearing. Not Derek, though. These hunters may have been the best, according to Derek, but they still didn't know exactly what a wolf was capable of as intimately as Stiles did. Movement caught the corner of his eye and his head jerked to the side. It took everything in him not to gasp or cry out at the sight of the man standing in the doorway to the living room. He had his back to Stiles, the shovel poised as he evidently made a cautious search of the living room. He too, not wanting to make a sound and be the first to give himself away to the wolf lurking within. It occurred to Stiles to wonder how Derek had managed to stay hidden in such a large shape. Perhaps he was sitting between the two, man and wolf, when the move, wolf, perhaps he was shifting between the two, man and wolf, when the man moved. The hunter stepped into the room, weapon poised. Stiles knew a moment of hesitation, 
of wondering if he could use the bat to knock him out without making a noise. From the side of the doorway, Derek lunged as if from nowhere. Stiles covered his mouth to stifle the cry of shock, jerking against the wall. Derek's hand flew out, covering the man's mouth, and Stiles watched as even from behind he saw Derek slip his claws across the man's throat. It all happened within seconds. The spray of blood painted the walls, and Derek dipped, lowering the man's body to the ground silently. Stiles had slid to the floor from shock of Derek's appearance, and he watched from him now, wide-eyed, heart frantic, inappropriate awe making him freeze. He's so conflicted about how he feels. <laughs> he just watched him kill a guy, and he's in awe. But I think he's also, like, I mean, he's also in shock. Like, a, what the fuck just happened? But, whoa, what just happened? Like, that's so cool. I mean, we've both seen how it looks when a werewolf just claws a person's mm -hmm. neck open. Thank you, Kate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Was Kate my toenail? Werewolf? Huh? No, that's Kali. Kate's uh, season one, Peter rips her throat out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I dreamt it because those toenails, like, were my, a nightmare of mine. But, like, I feel like she could, like, rip somebody's throat open with her freaking toenails. <laughs> she, needs a, she needs a pedicure badly. She needs, like, it's just, bro, I hate toenails. Hmm. <laughs> We're not shaming people for their toenails, just Kali. Yeah. <laughs> Derek's eyes were the crimson of the blood dripping from his claws as he turned. He held Stiles' gaze from the doorway. There was a moment, a fleeting connection, where Stiles saw for the first time the true power Derek held, how da dangerous he could be, and yet he was not afraid. Not of the man, not of the wolf, not of Derek. He had seen what the rest of his own ignorant species had been scared of and he knew Derek would never hurt him. Derek, however, hesitated, clearly wondering at Stiles seeing him like this at his worst. Everything that followed happened in seconds, so much that Stiles scarcely processed any of it, only reacted. Besides, besides Stiles, the door to the garage opened and two men faltered at the sight of Derek, evidently missing Stiles, where he sat on the floor at the base of the wall. They flew forward. Derek sideswiped one with a powerful arm, sending him crashing to the stone-cold fireplace in the living area. He caught the throat of the other and lifted him bodily from the ground, leaving his feet scrambling for purchase. The man swung wildly with the metal pipe in his hand, the knife fixed to the end, slicing through Derek's free arm and sending blood spraying through the air. No! Styles. no, that's, that's not Styles' voice. It was very dramatic, though. I loved it. Let's just do that. Applause, applause. No! 
Styles cried out in that moment, forgetting just how much damage a wolf could take because this was Derek. Derek, who snarled and slammed the dangling man to the, into the wall so hard the plaster exploded through the other side. Even as the last of the man's struggles died, Styles surged up at the sight of the man appearing behind Derek, likely from the kitchen that the living area led into. He reached for the fallen pipe just as Styles screamed, Derek! Derek dropped the now unconscious man in his grasp. The pipe-wielding adversary struck before he fully turned and plunged the pipe through Derek's chest. No! A burst of thick blood burst from Derek's mouth and his body jerked, werewolf or not, choking even as he whirled and lunged. The hunter sidestepped at an odd angle. Styles darted to the doorway, metal bat in hand, just in time to see Derek fly across the living room space and through the kitchen doorway. After the hunter, right into the trap that the hunter had dodged. The steel jawed trap snapped shut around Derek's leg and he roared, a bone chilling howl that was all teeth and pain as the walls trembled with the volume of it. Styles moved. The man had snatched a ne neglected kitchen knife out of the block on the counter and was moving, diving for Derek's head. Styles didn't hesitate. Hey! He yelled, locking eyes with the assailant for the briefest of moments as he swung. The metal connected with a sick thwack, and the pipe man crumbled like his legs had been swiped from under him, even though it was his skull that had taken the brunt of Styles' blow. He fell to the floor unmistakably dead without Styles even watching him hit the tile. Oh. Styles went to Derek, hands shaking as he dropped to his side and saw the blood, saw the carnage, saw the bone, and his stomach lurched. Derek was trying to wrap the trap. Nope. Derek was trying to pry the trap open with his fingers around the teeth in desperation, growling, They're coming, Styles! They're coming! Stealing himself, Styles inhaled even as the crisis escalated. His dad's face swam through his mind. He recalled the time he'd been riding along in the cruiser as his dad headed home from an evening shift and they'd come across a hiker who'd got caught in an illegal poacher's trap in the preserve. They'd responded first to the sounds of screams, and Styles had watched. Even after he'd been told to stay in the car, as his dad read the instructions on the side. The instruction on these were faded, even beneath the oozing blood. His vision swam. For a moment, he thought he couldn't breathe, much less read, but he had to. He had to. Derek, he began, trying to get him to still. He needed him to be still, but Derek couldn't get a grip around the teeth of the steel jaw trap. There's more of them. Derek grasped out, pipe still in his chest, face pale beneath crimson, eyes blown wide, and words slurred with effort. How could a werewolf heal from this? 
Styles stared at him with wide eyes. His hand, his shaking hands hovered midair before ma making the decision. The pipe first, then the trap. He gripped Derek's shoulder at the same time as he wrapped his fingers slowly, hesitantly, purposeful around the pipe. It was hot and wet with Derek's blood, and he gagged, stared at the place it vanished in his chest, and wondered if he could possibly make it hurt more by touching it when Derek's hand flailed clumsily midair, all but falling against his own shoulder. Bloody fingers gripped his shirt, his shoulder too tightly, and Styles grit his teeth, but he understood. Derek was afraid. So was Styles. Stay with me, buddy, he murmured urgently. I'm going to get you out of here, all right? But his fingers slipped on the blood, and he cursed, as all he did was jerk the metal in the gaping wound. Shit, he cursed. Sorry. Sorry, here, let me. He wrapped his loose plaid outer shirt around one hand, then grasped the metal again. Derek's fingers, blunt and clawless now, dug into his shoulder until it hurt. Derek shook his head. Coming, he choked out. More of them can't protect you. Go. Go! Styles just gritted his teeth, bracing himself against Derek's shoulder and pulling with all his strength. The pipe slid free with a sickening organic sound and fell to the floor. My shoulder's hurting reading this. <laughs> the sharp point of the crudely attached knife snapping off as it did so, likely weakening from the impact of being, being driven through flesh and bone. Okay, wait. So they, they we have just called it a knife and a pipe. Okay, they, they fashion were... a pipe with like a knife at the end. Yeah, they attached a, a knife to the end of the pipe and then drove it into his shoulder. And then where was the trap on his ankle? Yeah, the trap is on his ankle. Okay. So he had a knife and a pipe in his shoulder, and he has a bear trap on his ankle. On his ankle. Um, I feel like I should know this. So. Blame my memory. Can a werewolf bleed to death? Yes. It can. And that is currently what's happening. I don't want it to happen. Well, it's not really happening. <laughs> There's going to be totally fine. Out. We still have like, let's see, one chapter five and there's 12 chapters. We still have like seven chapters left. Do you really think he's going to die now? It could be a slow, slow burn named death. <laughs> <laughs> Derek jerked and choked. His body shook with spasms, gripping at Styles as his head bowed and blood wept from his wordlessly gasping lips. Go, he grunted, the words barely recognizable. Why won't you go? Will you heal? Derek asked as he steadied Derek, wondering at the possibility of werewolf healing. All he knew was he needed to get Derek free of the trap, and he needed to get them out of there now. Derek swayed a little, trying to steady himself on Styles' shoulder. 
but his expression was dazed. Derek, Styles demanded, will you heal? Are you dying? Derek closed his eyes, a ripple of something coming over his face, changing in just for a moment. It was gone as soon as Styles saw it, though. A glimmer of the wolf trying to come to the forefront, perhaps a semi-transformation, as if it were Derek's body trying to heal itself. They're coming, he gasped out, his voice rough and shaky. Go! Go! Styles bit his lip, glancing at the doorway behind him. At the back door, they barricaded with the modest fridge freezer. He reached, he reached for the trap, double-checking the instruction label, just visible behind the corrosion of time and blood. He pulled the spring level. I always have trouble with the word lever. He pulled the spring lever, twisting the mechanism as carefully as he could to part the jaws of the trap. He let his vision blur as he watched Derek pull his leg free, intentionally avoiding looking at the mess of flesh that resulted from the trap as he shoved it aside out of the way and scrambled for the dish towel hanging over the kitchen island. No, Derek grunted. Don't bother. It'll heal. Despite the words, despite his words, he winced as he pushed up, trying to lever himself to his feet. Styles glanced at the door again. Will you heal faster if you change? Derek set his jaw, the pain seeming to make a surge over his senses as his leg had been freed. Briefly, Styles wondered if his leg had tried to heal the wound, to heal around the wound. Oh, no. Styles wondered if his leg had tried to heal around the trap, what, wondered if the hunters thought wolves couldn't feel pain like they did. But it didn't matter that Derek could heal. He still felt the pain, still lost himself to agony, the same way Styles would have. Hey, he said, squeezing Derek's shoulder again, starting at the bright red stains his fingers smeared over Derek's shoulder. He swallowed, breathing hard. Stay with me, big guy. Derek gritted his teeth and turned onto his hands and knees, a grunt of pain morphing into a into an animalistic growl as his body shuddered and writhed with the change. The black wolf's high-pitched whine pierced the air and his body jerked as his still bloody back leg made contact with the kitchen tiles just as another hunter darted into view. He descended, no sound, even built in Styles' lungs. He didn't think he'd react. He drove for the broken off knife point that had been the tip of the pipe driven into Derek's, Derek's chest. Felt it sharp in his fingers, but didn't register the pain. He threw his arm up at the same time as the man was on him and slammed the tip into the man's neck. Ow! Oh, my neck just felt that. Styles jerked at the sound it made, at the sound of the hunter, at the sound the hunter made, and the wide eyes so close to his face. 
He scrambled back, releasing the weapon, leaving it embedded in the enemy's flesh, and watching with horror as his eye, in his eyes as the man fell lifeless to the floor. The kitchen island was at Styles' back, and so he had nowhere to run when a woman stepped into view, clutching a crossbow a lot like the one Styles had left in the Camaro. Bet you it is his that was left in the Camaro. <laughs> He really shouldn't leave his crossbow in the Camaro. No, it's like leaving your purse in your car. Somebody's going to steal it. I do that all the freaking time. Me too. We'll learn one day. Hopefully not. I, I, ever. I do not, Hopefully not I ever. Do not, I do not steal people's purses from the car. I leave my purse in the yeah, car. Yeah, I, I leave my purse in the car. It's bad. I just don't want to carry it. <laughs> Actually, I don't carry a purse. I carry a backpack. I don't like even purses. Bigger. Huh? I said that's even bigger. Well, I carry my computer pretty much any, everywhere with me. Mm -hmm. And when I go places, I put my backpack into the trunk of the car. And let this be a memo to everybody. Don't go looking for Johnny's car. <laughs> she needs her, <laughs> they need their laptop. <laughs> yes, Johnny needs their laptop. We cannot do this podcast without Johnny's laptop. And Johnny has a $1,500 laptop. You're talking how you leave it in the car, Johnny. <laughs> in the trunk of the car. <laughs> Distantly, as the roar of panic rang shrill and piercing in his ears, Stiles wondered if the crossbow he'd found long ago had actually belonged to a fallen hunter. He supposed... He'd never know. <clears throat> Gerard, Gerard, nope. <laughs> we have to, I have to come up with a woman's voice. I'm sorry. <laughs> Gerard, Gerard wants the dog the woman said with an air of disinterest as she looked down at her fallen comrade comrade only the dog was that okay that was good okay that was good styles jerked from his reverie as derek staggered closer his defensive stance was bellied by his back leg still hanging at an awkward angle his jaws drawn back as he has a fang snarl and red eyes blazing. The woman raised the crossbow. Styles didn't draw breath. He didn't close his eyes to prepare for the impact. There was no time. The bow, not as cared for as his own, gave a telling grind as the woman pulled the trigger. The bolt twisted. The nope. <laughs> the bolt whistled as it tore through the air. Styles saw nothing. Only the woman, only her eyes, lined by time and vac vacant with dispassion. The bolt never struck. So she missed? Why don't we see? Derek stood there human again, clothed in only sweat and blood with the bolt clasped in his hand. His body was half turned to Styles, every muscle in his back tense and his jaw set 
as if his rage were barely contained. Derek caught the bolt before it hit. Was the bolt aimed at Derek or Styles? It was aimed at Styles. Because they want to take Derek back alive. Right. Huh. So Derek's human again, right? So he's just kind of switching forms. Yeah, he's switching back and forth. Are they quicker as a werewolf or quicker as a human with like his werewolf senses? He has to be quicker as a human, right? He's quicker as a werewolf. Hmm. He's quicker as the wolf. Um, but do you think because maybe he's um, like bleeding out and dying? No, he's not dying, but he's in a lot of pain. Yeah. That like he's trained. It seemed earlier he was transitioning back and forth. He's like losing control of his. I don't think he's losing control. I think he meant to shift back to human. But the thing is, werewolves heal faster in their wolf form. So he's only making his pain longer by switching back to human. Mm. So, but he, I think he, the only way he could catch the arrow was if he's human, because he can't exactly catch the arrow in his mouth like that. So he ran to Styles, quickly turned and caught the mm -hmm. arrow. And he's naked. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's naked, but he's also covered in sweat and blood. Oh, but he's naked. Thank the Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. You no, you've never seen Terminator. You told me that last week. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Styles watched the lines of his arm, watched him pause for just a second. His head canted a fraction in Styles' direction. Styles, who stared in awe at the man who just watched, who just snatched an arrow out of midair with a still healing leg and like, like it was nothing, like it was normal, like it was instinct. All Styles could think was, holy shit. The woman scrambled in a blind panic at the sight of her intercepted shot, trying to put another bolt into the bow. Acting on instinct himself, the, the crap. Acting on instinct himself, Styles reached for something, anything as a weapon, but then Derek moved. He. He threw the bolt and Styles jerked as if it struck him when it pierced the woman's chest, downing her like a stalk of failed wheat with an unforgiving thud. Derek lunged and Styles flinched at the sudden silence as Derek swiped the life from the hunter's throat, leaving her as motionless as the others who had tried to kill them. Slowly, Derek turned, claws extended and dripping blood, hunter's blood, human blood onto the floor of the kitchen they'd eaten in together only a few hours before. In the building, they'd shared the same bed in. 
faced, he faced Styles with a stoic mask that couldn't hide the vulnerability in his eyes, the uncertainty. He felt as if he were bracing himself for Styles' reaction, waiting for the explosion. In the carnage his power was capable of, laid bare for Styles to see. There may have been blood on his hands, but all Styles could think was that Derek had fought at his side, had protected him, had urged Styles to run to keep him safe, and he'd been amazing. For a long moment, Styles could only survey him, tongue locked from the shock and the adrenaline rushing up like a tidal wave, among the chaos of that emotion. However, Styles felt a rush of something a lot like relief that Derek was still standing before him, still whole, albeit bloody and exposed, all, for, all of him for Styles to see, the very worst part, and Styles still wasn't afraid. Are you okay? Styles asked, voice rough and shaky. He felt cold sweat prickle across his skin. At his words, however, Derek's face softened, and he seemed to consider that permission to cross the invisible barrier between them and approach Styles. He stopped just in front of him, surveying him for damage. He reached for Styles, then with the hot hand not covered in blood, and when Styles didn't flinch at the touch, lifted his hand to consider his knuckles. The cuts on his fingers where he gripped the, the blade he'd plunged into the hunter's neck. There's a guy, Styles ma managed, licking his dry lips, tasting the bead of sweat just above them. Upstairs, I hit him, tried to be quiet, but he wasn't dead when I... He ran. While we were fighting the others, I heard him. Just before the woman shot the crossbow. Derek said, brow furring as he traced the pad of his thumb just above the broken skin on Styles' hand. We need to get moving. He's probably gone to get others, but we should clean this. Styles only nodded, falling into uncharacteristic silence, feeling as if he were fading in, out, in and out of co coherency as Derek guided him to the bathroom on the ground floor. Styles stared at his pale reflection in the mirror, mirror, haunted by the sight, but unable to look away. He felt detached from reality the entire time. Derek cleaned himself with blood and water from the shower that must have been cold, but didn't stop him. He could hear the urgent scrubbing, the little huff of breath that signified how chilled the water was, but he couldn't tear his, his eyes away from the mirror. A why? Mm -hmm. That makes no sense. He jumped out of his skin when he felt a touch to his arm, only to find Derek beside him, hair wet, but the rest of him hastily dried. He had his jeans pulled up as a measure of modesty, but his belt hung loose in the loops around his hips. Oh my God. How sexy is that when you see a guy walk out with his, like his jeans open like that mm -hmm. and his belt just hanging and all you see is that V? <laughs> mm -hmm. Especially on Derek. 
nice when they have that V, the deep cut. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. A nice chiseled V. He haunted, he halted at Sterics, Sterics. I did it again. Mm-hmm. He halted at Styles's alarm. I searching him for signs that the proximity they'd grown accustomed to over the weeks wasn't welcome, was no longer trusted. Shaking his head, Styles excelled, exhaled unevenly. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not afraid, is what he wanted to say. Oh, I messed up. Shaking his head, Styles exhale, exhaled unevenly. Why am I having so much trouble with exhaled? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not, I'm not afraid is what he wanted to say. But his head still felt jumbled. His thoughts too fast to grasp. You're shaking. Derek's voice was low and soft, like it always was. Like there wasn't a string of bodies spread throughout the house. Like there wasn't more on the way to finish the job their comrades had failed. It was the voice that kept Styles company when his mind had gotten too much. The voice he trusted. He shook his head again. It's shock or adrenaline, maybe both. Familiar, unfortunately, though it had been years since he felt it. Derek filled the sink with cold water, diluting some of the antiseptic fluid from their medical kit within. When Derek reached out this time, he didn't look at Stiles' face. He kept his eyes trained on on Stiles as he slowly wrapped his fingers around Stiles' wrist as if wanting to give him every opportunity to pull away. He guided Stiles' palm flat onto the water and Stiles hissed at the sharp sting. I don't think we've ever seen Stiles' that often. <laughs> yeah. It's a really hard it word that, to comprehend. It, like it, That double S. Yeah, it it kind of just hits your mind wrong. Mm-hmm. Like that should not be gram- grammatically correct, but it is. But it is. One, two, three, four, like four in a row. Yeah, that's one of those words that shouldn't be grammatically correct, but is. So I've been seeing a lot of those lately. <laughs> By the way, um, Hyper Little Nori, I would love to thank you for all the comments you make every week on our uh, Facebook and our archive of our own. And thank you for commenting on how I stay, how I say stoicism. That made me feel really good. (laughs) We didn't even have to Google that one. (laughs) No, that is just a word that I naturally know because of my experience in classical myth. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Hyper Little Nori, for your comments every week. They are you say your show is, this show is the highlight of your week, but your comments are the highlight of our week. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> we, we do appreciate it. I love reading her thoughts on our thoughts of her story. It's, and I'm trying to remember when we to- said something about kangaroos being assholes. I don't remember that. <laughs> I, I don't remember a lot of things, but, you know, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> We a lot of what we say on this show is very random and in the moment. Yeah. 
Comes from the heart. Yeah. At the sound, Derek lifted his head to catch his gaze before turning back to the broken, submerged skin, grabbing a sealed wipe from the kit and dabbing gently. The careful but capable touches, the way the thumb of Derek's other hand, the one gently gripping Styles' forearm, rubbed soothingly at his skin, was such a stark contrast to the carnage of what had just happened. Derek was capable of terrible things, but so were most humans. Derek hadn't changed. What had just happened hadn't changed the man Styles had gotten to know. It didn't change the fact that under his barely there touch, Styles felt more grounded than he had since the last, since he last saw his dad. How did the hunters manage to get anywhere near us without you hearing? Styles asked when he felt coherent enough to trust his voice. Derek glanced up briefly before focusing on Styles' split skin with furrowed brows. That's like the six Styles's. <laughs> I'm just- keeping count. She's just messing with us. I, I'm, keep, I'm counting them now. <laughs> they have centuries of practice in hunting us. Practices even my mother didn't understand fully. They know how to move silently if they're careful. Mask their sense. I only heard them in the house at all because I heard them break the windows in the basement. Only two came in at first. The rest were meant to down us if we fled from the initial ambush. Styles nodded, wincing as Derek gingerly dried his hand and wrapped his knuckles in a crisp white bandage. He watched the movement of Derek's fingers, strong but smooth and soft, warm. When there were band-aids on his fingers and his split knuckles were carefully bounded, Styles flexed them a few times to test the sting. He grimaced. Styles, Derek began, but just by the tone, Styles guessed what he was about to say. I'm not afraid of you, Styles breathed. Derek looked startled as if the level of sincerity in Styles' words were something he had measured in that moment and found far surpassed his expectations. I'm scared out of my mind of everything, but not you, okay? Not, not you. Their eyes locked. The setting sun streamed in through the window and the glare of its reflection off the window made everything feel like something out of a dream, soft and unfocused. Styles chewed the inside of his lip and saw Derek's gaze follow the gesture, the little twist of his mouth his father had always scolded him for. Styles gave a little low laugh, shaking his head as his legs gave out. At that moment, he felt two hands grasp his bicep, and together, he and Derek sank to the cold bathroom floor. Styles' body hunched forward slumped over Derek's partially drawn-up knees. His forehead pressed against Derek's chest for a long moment. Derek seemed frozen for all their tactile relationship. He was uncertain what to do, how to react to the closeness. Then his arm curved around Styles' shoulder in an almost protective gesture. 
for all the danger that they were still in, they didn't rush to move, but fell into a fugue state. Just a fugue. Huh? Fugue? Fugue state. Into a fugue state. They didn't rush to move, but fell into a fugue state. Both their bodies shattered with the absence of adrenaline. What had just happened had been ugly, but necessary. Styles would do it all again, exactly the same, if it would save his life or Derek's. But even so, it was still all too much for both of them. Derek's arm didn't move, his hand still gripping Styles' arms didn't budge. A stray droplet of water from Derek's hair slipped down, splattering on Styles' cheek. And after a beat, the pad of Derek's thumb brushed it away. At that moment, Derek shifted his head to stare directly up into Derek's eyes. They drifted down to his lips once more, and Styles swallowed. He leant in, their foreheads pressed together, and Styles' eyes fluttered shut. His lips parted, partly open, as he tried to draw in breath into his lungs. The taste of Derek's breath across his lips only sent his heart rate skittering further into pandemonium. Derek's grip on Styles tightened as if the idea of letting him go was unbearable. Styles' hands researched Derek's shoulder for purchase, and it was all rough breath, clinging fingers, both of them urgent with relief and fear all rolled into one. Their noses just touched, and it was more terrifying than all the bloodshed outside the room. It's the shock and the adrenaline, Derek assured him when it felt like Styles' bone ached from shaking, and Derek didn't seem exactly collected himself. Derek's eyes were almost obsidian, pupils blown wide. He was studying every fleck of amber in Styles' eyes, so close that Styles swore he felt the movement of his lashes against his cheek. Styles shuddered with, over, with the overwhelming proximity, his mind swimming, his body shaking for another reason now. It was so much after so long. Then slowly, like a cat giving a reluctant stretch of limbs, Derek drew back, rising to his feet. We have to get moving, he said, offering a hand to Styles. Styles was frozen for a moment, staring at the outstretched hand for a heartbeat before he took hold of it, letting Derek pull him to his feet. He got himself cleaned up as best he could, as quickly as possible. Who knew how close Gerard and the others would be? How do you feel? So much has happened. They were this close. And they were like a breath close, I think. Yeah. <laughs> they were that slow burn, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you. Give me a little bit. Just a little bit and you take it away. I'm getting blue balls here. <laughs> it felt like disrespect to leave the house that had long ago been someone's home in such a state. But every moment felt like a moment too long. Derek felt Derek kept pausing as they chucked what little they had used back into the Camaro, lifting his head and cocking it slightly as if listening. Styles felt his heart in his throat, 
by the time they pulled back onto the road and left the house behind. The, the town growing smaller and smaller in the back window. Stiles sat back in his seat, trying to relax as they spread away from the site of the massacre. He rolled down the window and closed his eyes, letting his fingers curl in the, his lap, but he didn't feel any calmer. The feeling of unease didn't abate. He swallowed, feeling wound tight like a coiled spring. Something isn't right, Stiles murmured, whispering as if whatever it was that was coming could he hear them. Hear him. D Derek's knuckles tightened on the steering wheel. What do you mean? Stiles shook his head. How could he explain it? He couldn't. He just knew somehow they weren't driving away from danger. They were driving into it. Turn around, he breathed, head whipping to the side when he saw Derek just glance at him confused. There were tall trees either side of the main, the steep main road up ahead, leading them right through the woods. Stiles' mind was screaming as they drove through them. Turn around, he cried urgently. Derek jerked the wheel, sending the car wheeling in an arch aiming to turn it without pausing. Even as they began the turn, a shot ripped through the air. The car lurched. Derek slammed his foot down hard, speeding forward once more into the trees away from the town. His voice was loud as Styles' ears, loud in Styles' ears, but still sounded distant, echoing behind the ringing, filling Styles' head. He, he stared out the open window at the trees flashing by his face stinging with the ferocity of the air lashing in, lashing at his flesh. As soon as Styles looked down, pain bloomed at the source of the crimson stain blossoming across the shoulder of his shirt. His breath staggered, then left him entirely, and his entire body shook. Derek, he gasped out as his hand hovered over the agony spreading through his shoulder, not wanting to touch to make it more real. Years and years of his dad preparing him for the worst, and it all flew from his mind. Where was his luck now? Only then did he realize that it was his name that Derek had been shouting. Styles, put pressure on the wound. Hold on, okay? Hold on! He reached out, grasping Stiles' good shoulder with his free hand as he sped down the road, eyes focused, brow tensed. The pain trickled away through the contact, but it didn't stop Stiles' panic or the feeling of the lightheadedness that accompanied it. He stared at the spreading blood. I can't breathe, he gasped out, squeezing his eyes shut tight, his hands pressed against his shoulder but it didn't hurt. He pressed harder. The Camaro roared across the tarmac. Stay with me, Styles. Styles saw strange patterns behind his patterns behind his eyelids. The hand he had pressed to his shoulder was soaked in blood, wet, sticky. Tell my dad. He tried to pant out, though he wasn't sure how much was going. Tell him. 
<laughs> you, you, you look so distressed. I'm so distressed. I mean, I know this isn't the end because yeah. we have more chapters to go and we can't have uh, our radio tower without Derek and Styles. But now they have matching wounds, probably maybe, you know, both in the shoulders. Yeah. There's just... Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Divergent ended ended with its its main character dying. I'm still pissed at that. <laughs> mm-hmm. how, ma- wait, how many chapters in full is Radio Tower? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah, we're on five. Yeah. We have a bit to go before they kill everyone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I know he's gonna survive, but it's just so sad. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> Keep your eyes open, Styles. Derek cried, and the point where he pressed into Styles' skin was too much. He couldn't breathe. He shook his head and felt giddy with the lack of air. I don't want to die out here, he whispered. All the time he'd been alone, he tried to come to terms with dying alone in the forest, with no one to find him or to mourn him, had never really reconciled himself to that fate. He had feared that end more than anything but now like this he close so close to his dad yet so far it felt like the cruelest end i want to my dad he couldn't speak there wasn't enough air even though it was rushing past his ears at over a hundred miles an hour styles his head throbbed with the lack of oxygen his heart thudded as panic sent blood weeping from his wound. His vision went black. Finn. And then Styles woke up from a nightmare and it was all a dream. <laughs> oh, man. We'll... Hmm? I guess we will see next week. We will see. We will see. Um, wow. So thoughts? My heart is breaking. It's just breaking. And this part of the chapter definitely felt like um, like a horror thriller movie with like just everything happening. And it feels like it was happening in like slow motion. It might have been the way that I was reading it too. Well, maybe. But I mean, you, you just have to, I was picturing like a whole scene in my head. It was just so slow and. Yeah. But and then we got a, li- a little bit closer to a little bit of romance. But again, I'm telling you, it's like getting blue balls here. One step closer, and then somebody's dying. <laughs> well, the chapter is called Pandemonium. Yeah. Yeah, Pandemonium and Massacre was used in this chapter. It was just so good. I, I feel like this story just keeps getting better. Yeah. Her um, hyper little Nori's writing every chapter just takes my breath away. Like, amazing. She definitely has been just capturing and keeping our attention through every chapter. This chapter just always gives me chills because I can like feel their pain. Mm-hmm. Like, I can like envision the knife going into the guy's neck and. 
did Styles because I know there was like that moment where Derek didn't want Styles to look at him because he had killed some of the guys. Didn't Styles kill one of them? Yeah, he he did. He, pl- he plunged the knife into mm-hmm. the guy's neck. It was it just the one? I thought there was a. He didn't kill the guy with the bat in the bathroom. No. Or upstairs. But did he kill somebody else downstairs? Not just the guy with the the neck? Oh, yeah. He, I No. Okay, so he hit the one guy in the face with a bat. Yeah. That was the guy upstairs. Oh, and then he did hit the guy with the bat. He fell to the ground and died. He was dead okay. before he hit the ground, right? So two. Yeah, and then the guy with the the knife through his neck. Yeah. And I, I lost track of how many people Derek killed. Yeah, but I'd say they're equals, and now they have matching wounds, sort of. I mean, I'm sure Derek's healed by now, but... Yeah, and a pipe is a bit bigger than... Um, I don't know what Styles got shot with. It could have been big. <laughs> but it wasn't like a pipe. Is it like a pipe pipe, or is it like a knife? Because remember, they also said... The knife got him. The knife broke off into the wound. From the pipe. Yeah. So. It could have been a thin pipe, but that's still thicker. A thin pipe would still be thicker than an arrow. You're right. That's valid. But I'm not sure if Styles was shot with an arrow. No, or, or some sort of gun of some sort, but. They haven't quite revealed what Styles was shot with. Either way, they both got something in their shoulder area. I mean, I'm assuming maybe Styles is a little lower because he can't breathe. Yeah. So that's scary. I think maybe the reason he can't breathe is panicking, though. He's panicking. Panic. Yeah, he already had that built up in adrenaline yeah. shock from before. Yeah. Well, next chaotic Thursday is so far away. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You ready to close? Yes. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us today. Next episode will be, are we finishing the chapter five? Chapter five, part two. And that's the final part of chapter five? Yeah. Yep. So we hope you're as as excited as we are. Um, Just a heads up, there will be an extra special episode on, I think, December 31st. Yeah, at midnight. To celebrate New Year's, um, Johnny has picked a couple good picks, so look forward to hearing New Year's celebration. Yeah. Um, and join in on the conversations about Radio Tower and all the fandoms at our Facebook group, The Ships of Chaos, and have a wonderful week. Join us next Chaotic Thursday. See you next time. Thank you for joining us on our journey today. We'd like to thank Hyper Little Noi for allowing us to read her masterpiece, Radio Tower, and to our listeners who welcome us into their homes every week. We love any reviews, downloads, subscriptions. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and archive of our own as Ships of Chaos. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next Chaotic Thursday.